my mother-in-law. She doesn't listen to podcasts. She doesn't listen to anyone. But you should listen to Wrecking Celtic, part of the Daily Wrecking Podcast Network. Subscribe to iTunes and Audio Boom. All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Fraser Olsen and today I'm pleased to say we're joined by Record Sports Craig Swan out in Munich for the massive Champions League clash between Celtic and Bayern Munich tomorrow night. The countdown to the blockbuster in Bavaria is well and truly on and in today's show we preview the massive crunch match in Alliance Arena and ask what are Celtic's best hopes of getting the result? How should Brendan Rodgers shape up against the might of Munich? And does this result really matter in the grand scheme of things? So, Craig, are you with us out there? Yeah, all good, sir. How are you? Ah, oh, very good, mate. Very good. You've landed safe and well, then. Yeah, yeah. First things first. How how is the Munich the Munich nightlife, or have you even had a chance to taste it? No, unfortunately, I spent all night uh, trying to locate my luggage, which didn't make it. So. Uh... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, out and about for a little bit last night, so plenty of Celtic fans had already arrived, so more are arriving just now, more tonight, more tomorrow, so... Off the uh, flood. Brendan Rodgers is keeping one go short of back in tomorrow night, that's for sure. What about your colleague Michael Gannon, have you located him? Has he accounted for? Yeah, he's, uh, he's currently in deep discussion with Jude Pankis at the moment, uh, up at Bayern Munich's training ground, so uh, we hear what they've got to say and read all about it in the paper tomorrow. Good stuff. Well, I think we're expecting 75,000 for this one tomorrow night. Um, is there a buzz among the Munich locals, would you say? Have you felt there's a, a buzz amongst the locals for this match? There seems to be a, a lot better. For, for what we can gather, the vibe is certainly... They've got a bit of a swagger back. I mean, Bayern Munich have always been a club that's fairly high on confidence and the fans have always fairly high on confidence, which is understandable given their achievements. But the start of the season wasn't exactly what they had hoped for. There was some disgruntled noises around the, coming from within the camp even uh, and the management of Carlo Ancelotti I think the defeat in the last game against Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League in match day two sort of brought things to a head um, he lost his job they've, they've brought Joe Pankis back and it seems to be that the feel-good factor has returned uh, maybe if Celtic had been here three weeks ago uh, they might not have found Bayern in such confident mood but they seem to have their tails up again so that wouldn't spell great news. Yeah, I was going to say match day two might have been the better time for Celtic to play this one, but um, but it, it does fall now. And um, how are Celtic shaping up? Do you think? Um, do you expect to see the injured trio of Scott Brown, Stuart Armstrong, and Jozo Simunovic all back tomorrow night? Certainly, all the indications we've been given are that, that, that all three are ready to go. Um, Celtic had a after the game with Dundee at the weekend. There was. Um, a lot of the substitutes and injured players are, are guys that are coming back to take part in a live session. You sometimes see it after games when the stadium empties, and then there was a, a short-sighted training game which was played, which involved a lot of a lot of the players, guys like James Forrest who hadn't played a game since he, Armstrong, Brown, and Simunovic were all part of that. All looked fairly fit and sharp, and so I would expect them all to come back in the starting lineup as long as there's been no setbacks today and just tonight in the training session. I think they'll be good to go. Good stuff. Uh, more or less at the strongest in Celtic. Um, 
despite Brendan Rodgers to, to go by his favoured four two three one again, or could we see him attempting to park the bus out there? No, I wouldn't think so. I, I, I don't think that's that. Brendan Rodgers just doesn't shape up like that. He just doesn't do it. Um, I think you can expect to see the usual formation. What Brendan Rodgers won't do, uh, as Gordon Strachan did um, for Scotland and Slovenia, is leave his team light away from home in midfield. Um, there'll be plenty of legs in there. I would expect to see Brown Armstrong and probably Olivier and Cham. I, I, I wouldn't expect. That's a normal number 10. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see Tom Rogic or, or Callum McGregor playing. I would expect to see the, the three strongest runners in the middle of the park. So, Brown Armstrong and then Cham. I think Celtic will go along familiar lines. Yeah. And Cham seems to have split opinion in recent weeks with the fans. Again, he was a, he scored the win on Saturday with a fantastic swerving effort for distance, but a lot of his play otherwise didn't really seem to, to catch fire with the Celtic fans. Um, do you think we're still waiting to see the best of this guy? Well, he's only a young lad. People forget. I mean, he's only, what, 21? When he's just arrived yeah. in a new country? I mean, I think the most important thing is Celtic fans can see there's a player there. Um, and consistency will obviously be a problem. It's always the same with young players. Um, he's maybe not sparkled in every single game, but I think if you go through the options available to Brendan Rodgers for a three-man midfield, he would be in the top three. So, I mean, the manager had said previously that the kid was good enough to play at a high level, so I wouldn't expect to see him drop. Yeah, f- fair enough. So, you do see him as a Champions League player and part of Celtic's strongest midfield then? I think so. I think that's, that's one of the reasons why he was pinpointed um, to, uh, to be signed that he started both the games so far against Paris Saint-Germain and Anderlecht so I don't see any reason why he wouldn't start tomorrow Yeah, that's a fair shout Looking at the other opposite ends of the park then starting up front do you envisage any surprise with who's going to lead the line or do you think it'll be Lee Griffiths again? I suspect it'll be Lee Griffiths I don't think Mr Dembley's up to speed yet having come back from his injury Griffiths has been in good form even when he's not scoring he's playing well he had a quiet game against Dundee on Saturday but I think that was after the exertions of the, inter, uh, the international break, the two games he played for Scotland. So, Scott Sinclair is, uh, is, is a signing that, that Brendan Rodgers made right at the very start. Can't expect him not to play. And he signed Patrick Roberts to play in Champions League games. So, I suspect that um, Roberts, Sinclair and Griffiths will be the front three. Yeah, it's really quite straightforward when you put it that way, isn't it? I, th- I think you could go out there and manage Celtic tomorrow, Swanee. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, let's not go there then. <laughs> <laughs> let's go in goals then. Got, I think when Brendan Rodgers has got everyone available, the team more or less picks itself yeah. for these championships. And does that include Craig Gordon? It doesn't, he hasn't really done anything to deserve being dropped, but then big Doris de Vries came in for his first start of the season at the weekend and did extremely well, to be fair, didn't he? Three, two excellent saves and another solid stop near the end to, to secure the three points against Dundee. He did, given the fact he hadn't played for um, for 13 months in the first team uh, beforehand, it was a it was, it was it was quite a display from from Doris De Vries. But I mean, Craig Gordon was rested for this game tonight. You know, he'd obviously been away at the international, more of a mental break than anything else. Um, same as Michael Lustig, mental and physical break. He'll come back in as well. Um, De Vries did great. I mean, I think the key is. 
From that, I'm not sure a lot of Celtic supporters believe that they had a proper backup, a proper competition for Craig Gordon yeah. because of what they saw from the race last season. But the evidence of Saturday would suggest there is an able backup there, so that was another bonus from the weekend. Absolutely. Bayern Munich, it uh, doesn't take an expert to see where their uh, dangers lie. Uh, they might be without Manuel Neuer, Frank Ribéry, but uh, the, the list of stars is endless, isn't it? Um, how do you expect them to line up tomorrow? They'll be, they'll be, they'll be positive. Um, Bayern Munich always are. Um, anywhere they play, um, but especially at home against, you know, without being unfair to Celtic, they're, they're one of the lower, you know, one of the lower pot teams in the in the group. So. Bayern will be very positive. They have threats everywhere. I mean, there was some, I have to say, ridiculous talk um, <laughs> in the wake of Celtic's winning Anderlecht about how Bayern were there for the taking and such. Like, I don't see that. I mean, Frank, Frank Ribery and Manuel Neuer may be missing, but Robin Lewandowski, Jerome Boateng, James Rodriguez, I mean, the names just trip off the tongue. Um, they have a, a star-studded team for a quality, so... That's a very, very, very tough task for Celtic. Ah, we, we all know the size of the task out there. From a Celtic mentality, there's absolutely no point in getting to this stage and not striving for that famous result. I, I think we all agree. Um, don't you think there's maybe just something in this Celtic team that's, that's got it in them if Bayern aren't at full throttle tomorrow night to maybe just go and get even a draw? A one in ten chance, perhaps, or do you give them no chance at all? Well, I would never say no one's got a chance. I mean, Celtic have enough talent in their team. I think you would have to be, you have to hold your hands up and confess that if Bayern Munich play to 100%, they win. Yeah. The only way Celtic are going to get anything is if Bayern don't play to their best. I think the most important thing that, that Brendan Rodgers will be looking for is Celtic went to the new camp last year for the first game. It was understandable. It was the first game back in the Champions League group stages. And he stood off Barcelona. And, and the manager wasn't happy about it. He, he, he made his point. He understood that Barcelona were full of talent. He made his point that, you know, you have to get closer. You have to get tight. You have to at least make these guys play rather than just letting them play. Um, the message got through. Celtic were ten times better in the next game against Manchester City. They played well for the remainder of the group. Yet match day one this season, the same thing happened again. First half against Paris Saint-Germain, it was almost like Celtic showed Paris Saint-Germain too much respect. And the manager wasn't slow in making a point afterwards. I think the exact phrase he used was, we played like school kids. Schoolboys, yeah. Um, Schoolboys. Um, I think the one thing the Rodgers will look for in the game is for Celtic to be at it right from the start. If you... If they step off Bayern Munich and allow Bayern Munich to play, Bayern Munich will take them apart. There's no point in trying to dress it up any other way. Celtic need to be at it and at it from the start. And I'm pretty sure about what happened in that PSG game. They certainly redressed the balance against Anderlecht. And they were, they were at it right from the outset. And I would expect that the manager will make sure that they're, they're at it again when the game starts in, in Munich. And they'll have to be. Absolutely. I mean, Bayern Munich in the Lions Arena is possibly an even more daunting task than facing PSG's millionaires at home, I would suggest. Um, is that something you go along with? Is this perhaps the, the tough, as tough as it gets? That's as tough as it gets. The Bayern Munich's pedigree in Champions League football is absolutely outstanding. And I believe 
I mean, I've got this wrong, but they take 10 goals off Arsenal over two legs last season. Aye, yeah. You know, I, think, I mean, they're a frightening proposition at their best. There's no way you can dress it up or pretend any way otherwise. I mean, it's a it's a massive, massive task and a massive ask. But these are the games itself that work to win the league. To play and this is what this is where they want to be. Exactly. And exactly. In order for the club to progress, you want to play as, they want to play as many games as possible in these kind of stages and these kind of arenas. And it's just a step by step process. You saw from the the last game in Anderlecht, the Celtic are making progress. Maybe last season or before when they were in the Champions League, that confidence and that ability to go and take it. So it wasn't just the victory in Brussels. It was the manner of the performance, they dominated the game. And the way you see Celtic dominating some domestic matches, they dominated the ball, they dominated the game, they were in total control. And that was a real sign of progress. That won't happen in the Allianz Arena, but they're progressing forward, so it'll be a nice barometer uh, against Munich to see how far they've gone. Certainly. And on a more positive note then, perhaps, Mick Gannon, Michael Gannon was out in the Lions Arena on Saturday night, I think, to watch uh, Bayern take apart Freiburg 5-0. Uh, but it yeah. did mention in a couple of lines where, with Celtic, there were a few positives for Celtic spies, particularly looking at the, the back line at Bayern, who perhaps weren't quite at it for a full 90 minutes, maybe switched off once or twice. Do you think this is Celtic's best chance of getting something for the game? I'm not sure. You hear this quite a lot. Fraser, I mean, if you watch Celtic win a Scottish Premiership game and they win it 4 or 5 now, there'll be a couple of times in the game when they switch off or get laxed because they know they're going to win. Yeah. And I think Bayern were pretty much like that. There was, I remember the game before Paris Saint-Germain played Celtic at Parkhead. I think they were away at Mets um, the Friday beforehand. And again, it was a similar story. There was one or two opportunities that Mets had. People were saying that Paris Saint-Germain mm, could be susceptible at the back. The problem you've got with these teams is getting to the back line. They might be susceptible at the back or maybe not as good as what they should be defensively. But they've got so much quality in the middle of the field and further forward. They're trying to get through it to get to the back line is the difficult part. Um, and you saw that Paris Saint-Germain may have looked shaky in the league game before they played Celtic. They certainly didn't look shaky at Celtic Park five days later. So. Yeah. I suspect Bayern Munich maybe just took their foot off the pedal a little bit. They were, they were coasting in the game. Um, I mean, I spoke to Michael about it, and he, and he was, it's fair enough what he said. They did look a little bit frail on occasion, but I think that's just because they were coasting. Aye, I think I'm possibly clutching the straws there as well. <laughs> but on a personal note, Craig, you've uh, you've covered some massive games. Um, have you been to the Lions Arena before for a, a big one? Ah, uh, that was here in 2008, I believe, um, with Jimmy Butler's Aberdeen team. Oh, um, yeah, 5-1, I think, was that? Was it 5-1? They were in the last, fantastic, the last 16 of the Europa League, I think. Yeah, um, yep. And they, they a fantastic 2-2 uh, draw to Todd, a great game, and um, we all came here for the second leg, hopeful, um, <laughs> hoped quickly evaporated, I think it was 5 nil or 5 it's, it's a fa fabulous place. It really is. I mean, as, as I said earlier, Celtic worked to get into the Champions League to play on these stages, and it is right up there with one of the, you know, right up there with the greatest arenas in Europe. It's a fantastic place for. Oh, sorry, I think we're breaking up a wee bit. You, you still there, Craig? Yeah, I'm still here. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. You okay? You falling over? Ah, <laughs> uh, I see, I see. No, well, maybe a wee bit of hope they are going back to that. But I mean, that Aberdeen team faced a really strong Bayern. I think we look at Tony and a few other big names in it, and they got a draw at Petodre, and were unlucky not to win it with a, a very debatable penalty. Um, given to the Germans that night so if Celtic could take something in the Parkhead game then I think they'd be pretty happy with that and they're returning in two weeks wouldn't they? I think so I mean I would never ever write off a Brendan Rodgers Celtic team they have they've shown time and time again since the manager six charts are capable of some great things um, but this is a savage test I mean Bayern Munich when they're on it are absolutely deadly so it's like I say, it's going to be a good sign, an excellent sign of how Celtic's progress is going, how they're getting on, how far they're coming. Um, I think in this situation, the Celtic camp would never admit it. The manager would certainly never admit it. But I think for the supporters, it's a case of going, enjoying the atmosphere, enjoying the game. Don't go with massive expectations because it's um, it's one of Europe's superpowers that, that the team's playing against. Yeah. And, um, if Celtic can get anything out of it, Wonderful. It'd be fantastic if they could, but I don't think anybody should be too despondent if they don't. Okay, folks, there you have it. Craig, thanks very much for joining us again and best of luck finding your luggage tonight. Hope all goes well. That's all Oh, gee whiz, you better get yourself away then, aye. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Here, thanks again for joining us and all the best. Let's hope Celtic get a famous result tomorrow. That's all from us this week, folks. We'll be back next week, uh, next Tuesday by 4pm. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. I'm on Twitter at Doonhamer79, and Craig Swan is on the old usual Royal Mail post, if you put a first-class stamp on it. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Audio Boom to get the podcast as soon as it's available, and if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening.